0: Welcome to Oasis Podcast Sermons, where our call is to gather the scattered back into relationship with God. Holy Spirit, give each listener discernment, wisdom, and understanding as they desire to know you more. Speak to their hearts and continue to guide and direct them into deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Enjoy. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the light and all this stuff. And in the beginning nothing was created that was not from the Word and that was not from God. And that Word is Jesus. It's the message to man, it's the Messiah, right? That John is trying to unpack. And by the time that we get to the the Gospel of John, we already have Matthew, Mark, and Luke that have spoken about Jesus. But in John, John speaks of the deity, he speaks of the the God figure who is Jesus. And in that, he's, he's unpacking this thing that Jesus is the Son of God. But he's part of God. And there's this trinity message that's in the middle of that. And I, and it hit me that you know what? Jesus was there in the beginning. When the earth was without form and void. Right. When His Spirit was dwelling over the water. That's Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. When God spoke, let this take form, that was Jesus was there. He Him, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, this trinity, this thing that we don't understand how three of them become one, they function. He was there at every one of these big milestones. And yet, in the middle of that, after hands reaching into dirt and formed the physical form, built man and then breathed life into it, after all of that, and seeing the fall of man, knowing everything that is going to come, Jesus says at one point in time, there's this is conversation in my head that Jesus, Holy Spirit, and God is you know Father sitting down going, I will be the price. I will be the one that will go and pay the price for their sins. So when when we get into this, when we get into the New Testament, when He actually gets born when he takes on human form, while he's still fully gone, and don't ask me how that stuff works, but there's a thing in the middle of that where he steps out of heaven. And he steps onto this earth. For who? For us. For each and every one of us. If you've got John 3, 16 and 17, somebody will just read that. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Listen to to what that says. For God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that whoever believes in Him should not perish. but have everlasting love, life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. How beautiful is that? Jesus, sitting at the right hand of of, of the Father, being part of the Trinity, being part of the Godhead, steps out of all of that to come down to earth, assume human shape and form, frailties, pains and disappointments and everything else, right? And then he lives his whole life. Lives his whole life amongst people. He he steps into his ministry and at the very end we know he gets crucified and the pain and the agony that he goes through for that. The thing that amazes me about the story is this. This time of year is the fact that Jesus stepped down he picked up the, the human condition and he clothed himself with that. And he walked as a man for the, the period of time that he was on this earth. That he so much loved us, that the Father so much loved us, that he sent his only begotten son. It's not about the Christmas tree. It's not about the baubles and the Santa Claus. It's none of, none of that garbage. It's all intended to be a distraction and a delusion to what truly this season is about. It's about the initial sacrifice, him stepping out of heaven onto earth. That 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 raid must have been a massive sacrifice for him. Like, oh man, now I gotta walk places and breathe air and drink water, you kidding me? Right? I gotta bathe? What is all this about? You know, the the annoyances. And then, you know, he lives his life. But but yet he, he counts us worthy to go through that. He counts us worthy. You know, Christmas gets watered down. Oh, our Savior is born, and this and that. And, you know, at Easter, there's this massive thing that gets made about the price that he paid on the cross for our sins and everything else. But I don't think you can truly distinguish separate the two from each other. The birth and the cross, the cross and the birth, is intrinsically connected with one another, and they cannot be separated. It is a thing that Jesus says, I'm going to go down. I'm being sent to do this thing. And he does it. He does it 100%. And, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. We see a little baby born, and Garrett and Erica that just had their baby born last Monday. You know, where you you see little babies, and they're cute, and they're this and that, and everything else. And we can see some of the godly presence through the wise men show up. You know, gold, incense, myrrh, this, that, everything else. And they bring these very valuable gifts and everything, but yet he is, he's in a manger. Yeah. He's in a stall. Yeah. He's, he's no longer in heaven. He's now on earth. And he knows what's coming. When he, when he steps out, he knows that this is the life that's, that's laid out for me. Here's the things I need to face. And here's the things that I need to go through. And we should never take for granted the fact that Jesus was born. And the beautiful thing about seventeen is this, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that he might that but that the world through him might be saved. And that's part of the reason why we share testimonies. These two these two persons um, that, that gave their lives to the Lord, that's a new birth into a new life. I look at people in this room that has experienced new birth and new life through Jesus. right? I mean, I look at people in here that, I mean, the first time, we, we couldn't even have a conversation tonight. There's hugs and there's love and there's community. right? There's people are talking about God's grace in their lives. And the fact that you guys are already going out and going into the camps and starting to share this thing is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, powerful thing. Um, my parents live in Kona. And at the church I go to, my dad actually met this Russian guy. And Russian guy was a man of the streets. He, they moved over from Russia when he was like seven or nine. And he ran away within the first year of being in Hawaii. And he just lived the street life. He fought everything that had a heartbeat. He smoked, injected, snorted, everything that was out there. And one evening, he has—he starts ODing on a whole bunch of heroin. And somebody finds him. And they call 911. The ambulance shows up. They get him. They do whatever they need to do with him. And they get him back to the ER. And you know, people work him over. And then about 10 o'clock, they say, Okay, all right, Bubba. You don't have any insurance. There's the front door. Good luck. I've personally never OD'd, but I can only imagine what that body feels like. You haven't gone through that. And so they, they kick him out. He walks down to the beach. And he finds a park bench. And he goes and he lays down on the park bench. He falls asleep. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, he wakes up and it's raining on him on the park bench. Now he's sore. He's miserable. Everything he's got is soaking wet. And he lays down and he goes, God, if you are real, I ask that you take a hold of me right now and I give you everything five minutes later the man was asleep he woke up at 7.30, 8 o'clock, whenever there was commotion around him and he immediately lost his desire for alcohol, for heroin, for all the drugs and everything because the Lord encountered him there that evening mm-hmm. and you know the, that man went and he, he started getting cleaned up, he got a nice haircut, and he got a nice bath and he got brushed his teeth and he got, started going to church and he's trying to tell his story He's trying to tell people about Jesus. Yes. And he gets no traction. And he goes from one church to the next church to the next church. And there's no traction for him. Everybody says yes and amen and praise Jesus at the right points in time. But there's no traction. And he came to a realization. He looked at my dad one day. They actually didn't meet a church. They at a job site. And he telling my dad the story. And he said, you know what? You can't teach old Christians... Anything about God. He said, My ministry, my calling is on the streets. Because those people don't, they, they can't be threatened about going to hell because they live there every single day. Every single day. They don't need to know what hell's going to feel like and taste like and burn like. Because they've been there every single day. And I speak to a lot lot of us here in the room about that. But he says, you know what the the story is? Talking about a Jesus that can save people. And have them experience true life today. Whether they're still living in tents. Mm -hmm. Whether they're still sleeping on park benches. Being able to experience true freedom which is in Christ is where the powerful transformations happen. Why was Jesus born? So we can have more presence underneath the trees? So we can have these weirdly awkward, you know, Christor services where people go to church twice a year, Christmas and Easter, holding a little candle, <laughs> singing whatever, and then the pastor calls, you know, the kids up and he reads them a kid's bedtime story? No. That's not why Jesus was born. Right. <laughs> Jesus was born to come and be the sacrifice, the Lamb, for all of humanity's sins, present, past, and future, so that we can become in right step back into right standing with the Father. And that we can relate to a suffering, someone who's suffered and been yeah. through it. And, yeah. Yeah. That is, that's, a, that's a true message of Christmas. So as, as the world is going crazy, and as you guys, as we're all going to go our separate ways this evening, and everybody's doing their own thing tomorrow, Think about why Jesus truly came. It's not about the presents. It's not about the big meals. It's not about the the candle, you know, the little twinkling lights and the decorations and the houses and everything else. Sure, those things are nice. But the true reason why Jesus came is to give us life. To bring us back into right standing. He didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come so we can stand outside an abortion clinic pointing at girls as going in to get an abortion, going, you're going to go to the pit of hell. That person already has enough Amen. sorrow and pain and despair in their lives that they're having to make this decision. Amen. He didn't come to look down on drug addicts and go, you know, here's a piece of crap. He came to set us free from hell. He came to bring us new life. That is the true message of Christmas. Jesus' birth. The eternal Godhead figure that stepped out of that, took on humanity, walked on the earth for 33 years, and then got crucified, killed in the most horrendous manner ever, imaginable by man. And then he goes to death and he conquers that first and he comes back. How beautiful of a story is that? There's no Christmas tree. There's no present underneath the tree. There's no Christmas card or whatever the stupid thing is the world is giving you or the happy holidays that's out today that can fulfill the purpose of Jesus. So in this season, if, if you don't have much, if we don't have much, if you don't have the things the world says is important, celebrate this that you do know God. Amen. Right. That you have experienced Jesus firsthand in your life. That you are no longer living in death. That you're no longer having to succumb to the lies of the enemy. Every single person that I'm looking at has had an experience with Jesus, with His Holy Spirit. We've seen the transformations, we've seen the deliverances happen in this very room, and then some. That's why He came. Is for this. This is life eternal, is what Jesus says later on in John. For for this is life eternal, that they may know you. Mm -hmm. Know the Father. So don't be so blinded by how many things are underneath a tree or the size of a house or wherever you find yourself this season. Look at the things that Jesus has saved us from. Mm Amen. And, this, and this, is the, this is the thing where it says, for whoever puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not suited, is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? Let's get our eyes off the past. Let's get our eyes off of what happened yesterday or an hour ago. Let's look forward to what He has promised for us. The things that He has in store for us. Now, faith is the substance of things not seen, but of the things to come. The things of the past is done, is dealt with. We've gone through our transformation event. We've gone through the salvation, the repentance, the cleaning, and everything else. All of the things from that day on back, is dealt with. Jesus' blood has washed it. The arrogance, the self-reliance, the drug use, the sex, the whatever was back there, it's all gone. Jesus' blood dealt with it. The enemy wants to have us turn our head back and go, oh, well, there's still that one thing in the big, you know, deep, dark corner that has to be dealt with. And Jesus goes, no. no. I have dealt with it. So one more time, John 3:16 says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. What an amazing, I, don't, I, I honestly don't think that any words, any human words can truly encompass what that, what that present that God gave us truly means. Until the day that we step our feet into heaven on heavenly shores, when we step our feet onto the shores of heaven and go, this is what it was all about. And Lord, thank you so much for the things that you have set me free from. Thank you so much for the love that you showed me so many thousands of years before I was even born. By your son Jesus coming down to earth. Because you know what's a beautiful thing about that? We look at it, Jesus died for us two thousand years ago. But we were already around in, in spiritual form. The scripture says this, I knew you before you were even formed. And then together you get in your mother's wombs? He just saved us on a shelf somewhere for this time. You know, I've said this time, or, time and time again. Maybe Moses was picked for that time and chief for this time because maybe chief would have overrun Moses. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> that each and every one of us is picked for a specific time, for a specific role. And the beautiful thing about it is this. Everything that the enemy has done to us, everything he has sown into our lives, whatever that looks like, everything that was meant for our destruction, God says, I'm going to use that for good. Mm -hmm. Each and every person, all the things that was ever said to you in hate and animosity and everything, God's going to turn that into fruit. And he's, He's going to use that To reach back into the communities that each and every one of us came out of. Because who else can speak better to a person that is on China hat than somebody who came out of China hat? Who else can speak better to somebody that was in this than a person that actually came out of that? It's a beautiful thing. So let's stop looking back of what has happened to us and the things that we have done and everything that has been done to us. And let's look forward at what Jesus truly has for us, what the Father has laid for us in the future, so that we will not lose our eyes, our sight on the promises that He has of things to come. And yeah, sure, bigger houses and nicer trucks and bigger salaries. Yeah, these all these things. I'm not talking about living in poverty, but I'm talking about the The kingdom nuggets of gold that he has laid out for each and every one of us to to discover when we travel down the road of being in intimacy and relationship with him. Seeing families getting restored, seeing people come out of addiction, seeing people get healed, seeing people get back into community with the Lord. Seeing somebody else that you may have shared a story or a testimony with out in China or in jail or in sober living or i mean wherever on the street at school at work whatever it is and seeing that person come to life seeing them grasp a hold of the jesus that you just shared and then that story carrying on forward one of the last things i just want to share is this one of the guys that um we had a bible study with a while ago he said his grandma was native american and you guys, when speak to this. But in in their tribe, in order to become a man, there was a, a test that you had to go through. Mm-hmm. And the test was this: you they, they would give these young boys before they would become men. Mm-hmm. They would give them these hot coals, and you had to carry it across a certain distance from one from one village to the next village. And in order to the test of a man is the one that can take this coal from this village and go all the way to the village on the other side and start a fire with it. Wow. The guy who wraps it up super tight and just takes off running, like the, the tortoise and the hare, it's gone. he runs as fast as he can because in his mind, if I have a heat of coal when I still get there, I'm going to start a fire. Those guys never make it, they never start the fire the people who travel with this hot coal, and they meet somebody along the line, and they say, hey Chris, you look like you're hungry. Do you need some fire? And we kindle the fire with this coal that I'm carrying. And they keep it lit by... That lights darkness. it up and reheats it. Mm-hmm. And then I meet Chief, and then Josie, and then Hiki, and then Evan, and so on and so on. By the time I get to my village, I can actually start a fire. That's yeah, That's what God wants. That, that cold analogy, that cold picture that's painted, even with the, the first people, the Native Americans, it's such a beautiful thing that we can apply to our Christian walk. Let's take our Jesus and let's share him with people. Because when I share with somebody, it rekindles my firefight. Fire fire. Yes. And one of our friends said, my reward does not come from my obedience, my reward is because of my obedience. I find my reward in my obedience. Mm-hmm. So, so for this season, for this time, we don't know that Jesus was born on December 25th. It's just a date that somebody picked right. somewhere along the line, right? It was What's that? It was Mithra's birthday. Yeah. There you go. Romans plugged it in. So, so. It's not tomorrow. It's not that tomorrow is the day that Jesus was born and it's a holy day, blah, blah, blah. blah. We are celebrating the birth, yeah. the gift that God gave each and every person, past, future, and present, to be set free from the torment of hell. I hope Holy Spirit spoke to you about something in this message today. If you would like to come to service in person, we meet on Sundays at Palmer's Cafe in Bend, Oregon, at 5 p.m. located at 645 Northeast Greenwood Avenue. Or if you have any questions about what you just listened to, please email us at oasis.centraloregon at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.